I just really wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to get out. I wanted to be successful and get there as quickly as possible. And I found that real estate provided that opportunity for me and I took advantage of it like right away. Hi friends and welcome to the Assyrian Podcast. Here we are on episode 10 and it is so good to be here with you. I don't know about you, but I loved hearing from Nadia last week. And on this episode, we get to meet Kevin Markarian, an Assyrian-Armenian from Modesto, California. He's actually Ray Markarian's brother, the podcast I did a couple weeks ago. Kevin was able to make the jump from Modesto to the Bay Area, and now he's in Southern California running his own real estate company. He has over 60 agents and he's super successful, and I think you're going to love hearing his story and all the Assyrians that helped him out along the way. And this is one of my favorite things about doing the Assyrian podcast is being able to bring people like Kevin and Ray and Nadia to you all over the world. And we are getting all kinds of awesome feedback. I want to give a shout out to Natalie from Sydney, Australia. She writes, I listen to the podcast on the way to and from university. It takes me about an hour to get to campus some days, but I really enjoy the trip because it gives me time to listen to the whole thing. I'd hate to have to stop. I want to get a Samsung instead of an iPhone, but then I realized you're also on the Google Play Store, so that made my life a little easier. Natalie, we're so glad you listen, and we're so glad there are so many more out there that are sending us emails and social media messages. So keep spreading the word. Let your friends know. Subscribe them to the podcast. Rate and review us on the iTunes Store, or you can send us an email at assyrianpodcast at gmail.com. And now, here is Kevin Markarian. Around the age of 20, you weren't sure where you were going with your life, and then you met a man who completely changed, a Syrian man who totally changed your life, set you on a whole different course, and now you're at a place where you're running this huge real estate company. You have over 60 agents in the Bay Area, San Francisco, and also in Newport, SoCal area. And I think there are so many Assyrians out there that we want to know what happened and how did it all start. Sure, sure. Thanks. And um, first, I just want to say thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Um, I'm really excited to be on this podcast. I do a lot of speaking across the country and do lots of podcasts. And I have to say, I'm, I'm feeling a little nervous for this one in particular, just because, you know, we're talking to the Assyrian community and I really respect, you know, the people in the community, and I'm and I'm excited to to be talking with you today. So to answer your question, yes, we grew up traditional Assyrian culture, full of all different kinds of things within the Assyrian community in our in our household. Grew up in the Central Valley, Modesto, around a lot of Assyrian people, kids, and you know, really didn't know which direction I was going. With like a lot of people that were growing up at that time, um, in that area, and I was going to Modesto Junior College wasn't really sure kind of which direction I was headed in terms of my career. A lot of friends were going to college and doing different things. And, you know, I was in the kind of in a, in a middle ground where I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something with my life and with my career, but I just didn't know exactly what. driven? I mean, as the oldest in your family, probably one of the most responsible. Definitely. And that's, that's, uh, that's kind of a burden that you, that we have as, as, uh, the, the oldest sibling in a, in a family is, is having the responsibility of taking care of your brothers and the expectation that you're going to, you know, go out there and so be successful. So even at 20 years old, you're feeling the pinch. Like, why aren't I more successful? Well, I mean, I really felt it from early in childhood, early on in childhood. I mean, even like in my early teens, 
I knew that I wanted to do something with my life. Like, especially growing up the way we grew up, very close family, great friends, but we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't come from really a whole lot in terms of, you know, our families, as many of us Assyrian people ran away, they left, fled, and, and found refuge in different parts of the world. We ended up in first in Hollywood and then ended up going to Northern California. But yeah, I mean, I just, I knew that that's something I, something that I really, really wanted to do was just to kind of get out and really go explore and find opportunities and be, and be successful. So at this point in my life, didn't know what was going on. My dad had a friend who was a real estate broker and his name was Raman Issa. And he owned a little brokerage called Property Pros in Modesto. And I remember my dad one day came up. And by the way, my dad is semi-known in the Syrian community. His name is Watkes Markarian. He's, he goes by like Warco. So I, he's like a lot of people probably know that name. Some of the older folks. Uh, he was on like KBSV. Oh, like, okay. And he'd be putting the, the music on for people. So anyways, he mentioned that he knew a friend that was a broker and asked me if I'd like to go work with him. Of course, at that time, I didn't know what really what I was doing. So the answer was absolutely yes. I go and I meet with Raman and he was super nice and very welcoming. I was this young kid and he's like, do you want to get a real estate license? And if you do, you can come work for me. That was awesome. Like I was totally excited to hear that because at that time I was looking for a job, was getting turned down after applying at various locations. And then finally, I got the opportunity to meet and talk to Raman about getting into real estate. And he allowed me to basically work for his company. He said I just had to get my license. Had zero experience. He took me on. So that was like a really big... Was that just a favor to your dad? Probably. (laughs) I probably wouldn't have hired myself (laughs) at that time. So yeah, probably a favor to my dad, which, which was really nice. And so I became really, really focused on getting my real estate license. Like that was a big deal. I mean, I, I didn't end up going to college. I didn't finishing, you know, getting a degree or anything like that. I just really wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to get out. I wanted to be successful and get there as quickly as possible. And I found that real estate provided that opportunity for me. And I took advantage of it like right away. So it was, it was a big moment. And so I got that opportunity focused really, really hard, heavily on, um, on getting licensed, got my license. How old were you going to get your license? I was in my early twenties, like 21 or something. that's, That's fast. Yeah. And I remember I got my license. I walk in to the office like, Hey, I got my license. Now what? Like I walk in, I I talk to Ray. What do I do now? He's like, follow me. Walks me over to this cabinet. He opens it up and he pulls out a yellow book, like the yellow pages. (laughs) He's like, here, take this and start making phone calls. And I'm like, are you you serious? Like, what do you mean? Start making phone. He's like, start calling people. This is what you have to do. You have to reach out to people. And, and so I literally like, started cold calling people from the yellow book, right? And I was And what do you do when you're doing that? Is it just like, hi, I was wondering if you're looking for a home or what? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing at that time. So, I mean, now like we have scripts and there's a proper yeah. protocol that you take and and um it's and, and it's also the art behind it and everything. Yeah, and it's also I mean, now we're not going to call someone straight out of the phone book. Like there's a particular <laughs> audience that's interested in buying or selling real estate that we're gonna does that even still exist like can you look up people's phone numbers in the phone book anymore i don't know if there are any phone books anymore like it's online so i was super okay okay so this is what i have to do i was a I was the type of kid that like i just was needed direction tell me what to do and i'll do it just tell me what to do and i'll do it so that has been my big thing in terms of the success and everything it's just been like just i just like to i listen to people that are doing better than me and I, I don't have an ego like tell me what to do and I'll do it so this is what he told me to do and I did it and I was really excited 
and I like was really amped did it, up. Did it work? Epic fail. It was like such a major fail. Like I picked up, I, I tried, I really made a really strong effort, but it didn't work out. Then what I decided was this isn't working. Why don't I get smart? Why don't I go and like look up Assyrian names? So, uh, so then I went through the phone book and I started looking up Assyrian last names. I'm like, well, this probably will give me a better success rate potentially. You felt like they would be more comfortable with you. Yeah, and I can speak the language and I can kind of break the ice easier and they might feel sorry for me. Like, <laughs> You're like, whatever I could do to make a sale. You know, hey, if they feel sorry for me, then that's great. Yeah, so I tried that and it worked a little better. But anyway, that was like kind of a intro into the real estate business. That, that's pretty amazing that he gave you this basic discipline of, oh, you want to be a real estate agent? Here's a yellow book and start researching, start calling. Yeah. And that had an impact on you. Yeah. And you know, I was so green. I and mean, one of the problems a lot of people have in business is like avoidance or in sales, like we people are afraid they don't want to take the steps to do what it takes to be it's successful. rejection, right? Like dealing with rejection. So I was so new that it didn't, you didn't care. I didn't care. I just didn't know what the outcome would be. I didn't, I had never had that experience. And I still, to this day, I mean, I still pick up the phone and make calls and do, do stuff like that. Now we're just doing it in a different way and focusing on other things. But it, it, it really just, the, the difference between someone, from what I've seen being around lots of successful people, is like the difference between someone who, who makes it and someone who doesn't is, is not skill or talent. It's really will. It's the drive. It's the ability to like take rejection and continue to move forward and not let allow that to break you down. So... That was for me what's what really drove me and what allowed me to like take the next taking higher and higher steps in, the, in my career. So when did you make your first sale? Really cool story. All these like things that happened along the way, these big milestones in my career, uh, happened with like Assyrian people, right? So, so the first listing I ever had was uh, Kasho Shana's house <laughs> from Modesto. And he probably felt sorry for me and like gave me the listing because I was like this brand new like young kid who just got licensed. So it was very, very nice of him. And his son, Claude and, and Victor and Victoria, three kids. And uh, they're very good friends I of mine. Yeah. yeah, really cool, really cool people. I listed their house for sale and I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, Ray from Property Pros helped me as well. And the way that open houses work, have you ever been like, do you yeah, know what an open yeah, house yeah, is, yeah. how that works? Yeah. And so I was doing an open house. And when people go to open houses, usually they don't buy that house. Most of the time people look at like a number of different houses. Right. I've looked at lots and still on the fence and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then usually when they do decide to buy a house, they already have an agent. Like they have their own agent, right? So this is my first open house ever. It's Rasho Shana's house. <laughs> it's uh, And you're like, what, 22? Something like that. And I'm sitting in there, and then, like, literally, we had no one come through the door. It was usually there are two hours. And finally, this family walks in. And they walk in, and I'm like, okay, I'm super excited, and start talking. And then they're looking around and I'm walking around with them. Next thing you know, they're like, we want to buy it. And I'm like, really? Okay. So they're like, they want to make an offer, like, right there on the spot. And that's not how it works. Like, people usually go home, they leave, they come back, they think about it. So I don't really know what I'm doing, and uh, I end up writing up the offer for them, and then we ended up submitting it and stuff. But we got the we got it accepted, and that was like my first open house, Rasho Shana's house. Uh, sold it, and you know these people that walked in for the first time bought it, so that was pretty cool. Wow, 
talk about a divine appointment for you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And to hit that two in one, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. And it was a fun experience. Memorable. That's awesome. Kasha Oshana chose you to do his listing. I'm, I'm definitely honored. So did you just start doing really well in Modesto in terms of sales? So shortly after working with Property Pros, I went and worked for a developer. At the time in the Central Valley, it was like the boom in the real estate space at that right. time. It was like 2003, 2004. It was like right before, like right before, I got in right before the market just skyrocketed. And so at that time, there was a lot of development, new construction going on in the Central Valley. And you have your license. And I have my license. So like that's where the opportunity You just have to just stand there basically. Right? I mean... <laughs> I mean, you, you went the extra mile. Yeah, but it was, I mean, it was, it wasn't, there were more difficult times, let's put it that way. Like, that was a good time to be in real estate, if you had a real estate license. And, and at that time, like, people were literally lining up at the door to, like, buy property and stuff like that. And this was, like, new home construction. So I'm talking, like, big track home, big developments. So selling multiple homes at a time? Multiple, home, multiple homes at a time. And you know what's really interesting is uh, I connected with another Assyrian professional who I also am very thankful for, and her name is Natalia Duryawish. And they actually, her and her husband actually have a real estate company and they're very good friends of mine. And she actually helped me so much in my career. She allowed me, like thinking about it just like gives me like the chills because she didn't have to do this for me, but she got me in with this builder. She got me in with this developer. And when I, when that happened, everything changed. I went and worked for this builder called Morrison Homes and I learned so much. And in a very short time, they had, there was a massive company. It was like a top 10 builder in the United States. And at that time, things were skyrocketing. And at a very early age, uh, young age, um, I became the number one agent in the country. For in them. the country? Yeah. And uh, they had thou thousands of agents. And so I found really a lot of success early on. And it was because of people that helped me along the way. And so I'm very thankful for them. And it's cool because like a lot of times it... So wait, yeah, how old were you during the boom? Like approximate. So like between 21 and 26-ish. So between 21 and 26, and you're in the midst of that boom, you have your license, and are you able to manage all of your success? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasted, I wasted a lot. I did a lot of crazy things. I had some pretty cool cars that I spent money on. You know, I mean, we bought lots of real estate. After the boom, you then boomed even more on your own, right? Right. So what ended up happening was we were experiencing a huge amount of success. And then, of course, 2008 happened and the market crashed. And so it went from like... And were you safe after the market crashed financially? Like, had you structured things in a good way for yourself? Yeah, fortunately, we were okay. I mean, I, well, I was foolish, but I wasn't too crazy with my money. And I was able to like survive. And I also shifted my business strategy and started focusing more on like distressed properties and like short sales and foreclosures and stuff like that. But I do remember it was like, you know, a major reduction in like business and everything felt like overnight. And, and what ended up happening was the Central Valley of California, Modesto was like the epicenter of the foreclosure crisis. That's right. And so, um, so things changed very rapidly. And I, and I remember showing property and working with these clients and walking into this house and it was like a literally like stripped all the cabinets, the kitchen. And if you're a real estate agent and you're listening to this, like, you know what I'm talking about. If you were in the Central Valley at that time, like house completely gutted. They gutted it because they knew they couldn't keep it. Yeah. They like the people, within it. so people, what they would do is before they'd foreclose on their property, they would like basically take everything out. Yeah. 
and then like sell it or I don't know what people would do. And uh, so you'd walk into these houses and they're like empty. There's just like a shell. So I remember walking in, I'm like trying to sell this house. Like, how am I going to sell this house? You know, and things weren't going very well in terms of like, it wasn't going in the direction that I wanted it to. It as far as my career. I just didn't want to continue doing that those types of properties and what have you and price points because as real estate professionals were we were basically paid 100% there's no salary like we it's all based on sales and stuff so then I thought about well San Francisco happens to be an hour hour and a half away and things aren't going very well here in the Central Valley I'm not really enjoying myself I don't see myself doing this for a long period of time and continuing this and if I'm going to fail why don't I try to fail big let me go swing for the fences. Let me go to the big city and take a chance. And so we moved out to San Francisco and just like literally hit the reset button on my career and started over, started from scratch. And that was all your own idea. And then like, how did you know where to, you just knew from being a real estate agent of what you needed to do once you got out here? Well, I mean, I talked with a lot of friends and family and I talked with my wife about it. And, uh, you know, there was a lot, it how wasn't just like overnight. Uh, I was married. I was married in two thousand six. Okay, I was so right around that time then. Yeah, right at right around that and time. Right you after meet your that wife? time, we met at a Syrian basketball uh, tournament. <laughs> were you like shooting hoops or? Were you in the I was the commentator. Oh, okay. No wonder at you're the, such a good interviewer. At the ABC Syrian basketball community, I forgot what the C stands for. A B Syrian basketball something. But my good friend Benny. So what she heard you on that. the uh, commentating was like, oh. He's the one? <laughs> um, kind of. I mean, we, uh, I was, yeah, I was on the mic and it's funny because uh, my brother Ray was playing. I was telling a story about, uh, about Ray. He was like on the free throw line. And he was like shooting a free throw and I was telling a story about him like as a kid being in like a basketball camp or something and doing something funny anyway. So she was there and we ended up talking and uh, we connected and it was cool. It was like, you know, our community is really awesome because especially in areas that have a lot of Assyrians, it's really nice because there's not very many Assyrian people in the world. And to have a, a, a large group in a small area like Modesto, it's nice because then you can, you have the, you have the relationships and these relationships I've built over. So she kind of already knew stuff about you through the community and you had. So I, she may have known who I was and within our community, it's a, it's a kind of a small group. So people, yeah. everyone kind of knows each other, but, um, no, I met her. I think she, she was amazing. Like I knew when I saw her that this is going to be the girl I'm going to marry, which wow. is, yeah. it's, it's amazing really. Like I really did believe like this is going to be my wife. And I remember her walking out and I'm like, I can't let her go. I'm like, um, so I went and approached and we started talking and everything. And now you have the rest is history. Kids? Yeah. We have two boys. They're twins. Wow. Adam and David. Yeah. They're four nice. years old. Nice. Yeah. So. Huge um, blessing. So, so you met her in 2006, and then you two moved out to San Francisco together. Yeah, we were married at the time. So, um, yeah, and I and we she actually helped me get through a lot of like stress and anxiety. Like that's a big deal. I mean, especially being in a small town like Modesto and going to, to like one of the yeah. biggest cities in the world, and that was exciting too. You know, it was exciting to to take that that risk and it was fun and uh i really like enjoyed the challenge of it too but what's cool is i went back to the same strategy that we used with with ray when he showed me that phone book he's like just pick up the phone and make calls so that was kind of the foundation that i relied upon when i moved out to san francisco because at the end of the day with our business and with really with any business it's about people it's about connecting with other people and so just like what we're doing i love connecting with people and talking and 
although it was like a new market and we I didn't know anyone and I I believed in the foundations that taught to me at a really early age and uh, I leveraged that to grow an amazing business today and we can talk more about that and in, in terms of how we got there but because you must have gotten successful in the bay doing real estate how did you go from being a real estate agent to being a broker and then opening up several offices in San Francisco and in Newport so uh one of the things that we do really really well is leverage technology and basically online lead generation it's like a kind of a phrase that's pretty well known in uh, the real estate community but we've just be focused on technology to generate business we've leveraged technology in a big way to generate a lot of uh of business so basically when people to, to kind of break it down is like we know how to target we focus on the, the audience that's most relevant to our business in terms of like wanting to buy or sell property. So like we, and using like Facebook and social media and, um, you know, demographic targeting, we know how to focus, we know how to uh, uh, capture people that are um, like most interested in real estate. So if you take like that phone book idea, that's like a general broad, like, right? So you've digitized the phone book. So now we've, we've narrowed it down to people that are like most likely to transact with us. And so that's like our bread and butter. And so because we're generating thousands and, and thousands. being in the Bay, have you been on like the cutting edge of these different tools that are available? Definitely been a benefit to be surrounded by people in uh, the technology space and, you know, people from Silicon Valley and really just some smart people who have helped along the way. And I've learned a lot going to lots of different events and meeting all kinds of really great people and, and just taking the information and, and uh, implementing it. And that's another thing is like, you can learn anything, really. You can Google anything. But the difference, again, is like implementation. How many people do we know that have like got amazing degrees and just haven't applied what they've learned? So it's just, it's like just the difference, again, is just sh- taking the, the knowledge and the and the opportunity or the, the, the information and really applying it is the difference between like making it and not. And you feel like you're you're gonna you're a go getter. You're you're gonna keep progressing, keep pushing, no matter what the barrier is in front of you. We're gonna continue to try. I mean, so where are you now with the company? I mean, I know you have like over sixty agents, several offices. What's next? Um. So we're yeah we're in San Francisco. We've got two offices here. We just opened an office in um, Newport Beach in uh, Southern California. And that's where you're based. Spending most of our time there now. We have a place in San Clemente which is like right on the um, border of like San Diego County and Orange County. Yeah. So, yeah. So the idea is like the model that we've built is um, very easy to replicate, taking what we already have and and copying putting it, it in different putting locations. it in different locations. So the idea is continue to grow and grow with uh, really good people. So like it's really about the right fit, the right culture, having people that are that are like minded, willing to share, open, transparent, um, I feel like a lot of people have like a scarcity mindset in terms of being afraid to share ideas, being afraid to um, uh, talk about what's working for them because they're scared that someone's going to take their idea and like run with it. Whereas I feel like if you take a different view on that and have more of like an abundance mindset where you're not afraid to share, where you're willing to share, I'm like an open book, dude. I'll tell anyone anything. I, it doesn't matter. I'm not afraid. And because of that, People, I've met some really amazing people, and I've learned so much because I'm just I just tell people everything I do. Like I don't care, right? Like, and pe- sometimes people may feel like that that's foolish, but I feel it's I feel the opposite. I feel like there's there's really nothing to hide. 
Like I can Google what you're doing, dude. Like I don't, it's not, um, there's really nothing to hide out there. The difference is if you take the information and apply it, not very many people do. And, uh, but in terms of sharing, people are naturally reciprocate and they're willing to share what they're doing. And so it's like having that kind of a mindset. So those are types of people that I look for. Also really hardworking and uh, people who are cool. They're nice. Yeah. So. And you're on several different boards and places where you're a part of the big real estate conversations. Like, aren't you going to a conference in Napa? Because of the, the things we're doing with technology, I mean, people are kind of interested in what we're doing. So I've been asked to speak at different events and train and coach lots of different you know, big brokerages and teams. Like, I go to these events, I'm like, do you want me to go talk to them? Like, it feels, it feels sometimes a little strange to be the person that's like, showing other people but it's cool and it makes me feel proud as like an Assyrian person like to like be able to do that which is cool but um yeah so I'm you know I've been on a number of different like boards for Move Inc and a number of different companies like big big time companies within the real estate space um so so tell me more about that on the Assyrian side of things um how would you say being an Assyrian has impacted you in the real estate realm and in your profession well, um, definitely, I think uh, Assyrian people have like a have a certain drive about us, and and we have a certain um, I don't know. I want to say like grit, you know, like hardworking and uh, and and very we're loyal, like we're very hospitable. I mean, that goes for a lot of people within that from that part of the world, but I, I feel like it goes a long way. We have thick skin. Um, you know, people like at, at home, like our parents are going through different things and like they've run from wars. They've, they've been, you know, they've dealt with lots of different adversity throughout their lives. And coming to this country has, has given us a platform and opportunity to take advantage of like all these great things that we can do. And you've taken advantage. <laughs> well, um, I'm trying. And I, and I say that in the best sense. I mean, what, what I'm hearing you say is we as Assyrians even though we don't have our own homeland right now, we are citizens of the world, and wherever we go, we want to invest, and we want to make things better, and we want to take advantage of the opportunities that are given to us. I mean, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but would you say that's accurate? Oh, 100%. I mean, we're, we are a lot of really great entrepreneurs that I know are Assyrian. A lot of great business people are Assyrian. Really smart individuals, definitely you know, taking advantage of the opportunities that we have in front of us. Like, and it's cool too, because whenever I see someone that's successful, that's a, that's in our, within our culture, like it drives me, like I get happy because um, there's just not very many Assyrians out there. And are there any that right now you look to and you're like, man, he or she is killing it and they inspire you? I, you know, I like, uh, I like, I like Patrick, but David, I think he's awesome. Yeah. He's cool. He just like interviewed Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and of course, like let's face it, we have had a lot of successful influence influencers in our in our culture. Like like some of the singers. Like wow, I look. Those guys are awesome, man. Like yeah. they get in there and they they go at it like for hours and hours, and they've made you know pretty good names for themselves. Not to mention amazing music. Um, a lot of really great entertainers have come from our community. And my like our family, we have a lot of entertainers and musicians and artists within our own family as well yeah it's it's just it's really great to see successful Assyrians out there doing well so you're on the Assyrian podcast and we have listeners in Canada 
in all across the United States, in Australia, in Sweden, in Germany, and actually in lots of different places of the world and the homeland. If you could say anything to all those people, you know, you're on the mic now, what would you say to all of our Assyrian people all around the world? What I would say is anything's possible. My family came from the Middle East. They fled. They moved to the America and now ended up in the Central Valley. And we didn't come from much, like didn't come from really anything. And I continued to fight and continued to, to progress in my career and, and in my life and business. And um, I mean, I'm not saying that, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot more work to do, but... You haven't arrived but there's still um, a lot of opportunity, and I, I feel like um, really just focusing on whatever, focus in on whatever it is that you want to do, and just go deep with it, and go hard on it, and uh, go for it. That's my, that's my, those are my words of wisdom. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm glad I got to know you better, Kevin, and I think I think our audience is going to be glad now if. There are people who want to get into real estate. They want to be agents, or they want to know more about where they should buy or whatever. If you're interested in getting into real estate too, if you're in the Central Valley, Northern, North, Northern California, or really anywhere in California, let me know. I'd be happy to talk with you. Um, if you're already working in real estate, I'd be happy to talk with you. Anything I can do to help in any way, I'm more than happy to do that. So just feel free to reach out and yeah, I'd be happy to share. Thank you so much for being on the Assyrian Podcast. It's a blast and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Thanks, man.